Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Pots and Pots Take. I'm your host, Robert, and I'm joined by Laura and Maria. And we want to start off by wishing all of you a happy new year. Hopefully, 2023 will be great for everybody here. And on that note, we'll start on kind of a sour topic. Uh, we're going to talk about some of the foods that are might be going away uh, in the coming years. Um, so I kind of stumbled upon this article and listing a few of the foods that might go away. I'll start off by uh, reading the one for potatoes. So uh, this might be one that is heading towards extinction. Uh, we might have to bid goodbye to the delicious Indian aloe gobi and the Thai masaman curry because climate change. Climate change is a serious threat to the potato cultivation, with rising temperatures accompanying sea levels pushing potato farmers to move to higher altitudes in Peru, Latin America's biggest potato producer. But even this is not a long-term solution. As the germoplasm curator of International Potato Center, the CIP, Renee Gomez told the IPS that she estimates in 40 years there will be nowhere left to plant potatoes in the region. Did any of you guys know about this or were aware? I was not, no. That means no more french fries. <laughs> I'd be pretty sad if in and out and Chick-fil-A. Not the waffle fries. Yeah, no, I didn't even know. Well, Robert's the one that actually told us about this. Well, he started, well, I won't disclose it right now because we'll, we'll kind of go, I guess, from the five foods. We'll go from five to number one, but... <laughs> He's the one that um, told us that about some of these like food items that we will no longer have access to. So, yeah, that's kind of sad. Climate changes. I mean, it's real. I guess we just don't think about how it's going to affect us in that way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that brings us slow. Hopefully, I don't know. I guess we try to make little steps to help with climate change, but there's not too much we can do unless... The corporations really change, you know. Mm -hmm. We can, you know, continue to try and do our best with going solar, electricity, cars, doing electricity, you know, things like that. But that's not going to have a huge impact on, on the world as a whole, especially being the biggest consumers. America, it's kind of hard. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot what's going to kind of go on topic off topic there's just so much changing well like recently with all the cold like temperatures uh it, it was on the east coast right with the freezing temperatures um and then i think now on like the west coast um in california christian was telling me about i think california has like a state of emergency going on or parts of california i don't know if it's california as a whole but um because of, of the water rising or the floods or i think oh, wow. there's like but yeah, I think I've seen on like TikTok. Um, Is it from rain? Yeah, from rain. Um, I think it was San Francisco, if I'm not mistaken, where people were posting videos about like there was an oh. immense amount of water on the streets, and I, and I don't know what their what is it sewage su the sewer, sewer system sewer mm -hmm. systems like. Um, but I mean, all of that I think points to it being uh, I, again. I think you hear about it and you know. But you're like, oh, yeah, it's not going to affect us, right? And then, obviously, now you're like, what? No potatoes? Um, and it said, what, 40 years? Which, like, for us, we'd be... 70. 70. We'd be in our 70. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, like, for other... Like, my daughter would be mm -hmm. in her 40s. 
with her so, family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and which is crazy to think about. I mean, again, obviously we don't know all the details. Um, this article just kind of mentioned some of those items, but like we use, I mean, I don't know, I eat, we eat potatoes at least once a week or once every other week, so... Every week we eat some type of potato. Yeah. Either from a restaurant or we're making it. That's crazy. What about the... Oh, go ahead. It's coffee. <gasps> coffee! No more Starbucks. Oh, no Starbucks. Oh, my God. That's so sad. Well, what does it say about coffee? Um, so this one looks like it's going to be a little farther out. Yeah, it's going to be farther out. It's a 2100, but... So what this article says is the morning stimulant is set to disappear as 50% of land used to grow coffee will not be arable by 2100. In a landmark IPCC report, the body warned of the urgent need to tackle land management with topsoil erosion happening faster rates than even before, threatening irreversible ecosystem loss. The study published in the Journal of Science Advances started the popular coffee species are under threat, including Arabica, which takes up about 60% of global production. While global demand continues to drive up more coffee plantations around the world, leading to further land clearing, deforestation, and fertilizer use, wild mountain coffee plants are dying because they are requiring natural shade in cooler temperature ranges. Coffee is also facing the dual threat of disease, like fungus called coffee rust, which thrive in higher temperatures brought upon by global warming. Pricing will be a huge issue as well, and it started. Commodities uh, analyst recently pulled by Reuters uh, studied Arabica beans prices could raise uh, by 25% by the end of this year. A Starbucks founder, Howard Schultz, recently told Time, make no mistake, Climate change is going to play a bigger role in affecting the quality and integrity of coffee. Mm-hmm. Wow. That sucks. That's, that I'm, sucks. Uh, I mean, I drink coffee at least two to three times a week. And Can you imagine those people that drink it every day? <laughs> multiple times a day? Like, yeah. <laughs> every day, multiple I mean, even times if, a day. Because this would be affecting... Okay, well, you know, we could say... I mean, coffee's already expensive to begin with, right? Mm-hmm. It's already like five, six dollars. Yeah, five dollars a cup. If you're going so. to get it, yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if you're going to go it. buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but if you make it at home, I mean, I don't know what the price is, but. Probably I mean, I mean there's a significant price drop, but I mean. It's probably about a dollar yeah. a brew. Well, it depends on how strong you want your coffee. Some people. Well, and then it depends more. if you have those, the Keurig things. I mean, I think those pods. I mean, I know they're not as much as going like to a Starbucks, but. They're not as, there's not, they're not less than, you know, getting the drip coffee. Yeah, I think Keurig is more expensive than making your own grinded up brew or Mm -hmm. buying the grounded coffee. And what is it, the Nespresso? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I don't know. I was just curious. I don't own a Keurig. (laughs) But they're like 12 bucks for the 24 count or 12 to 16 i don't know something like that which is still not too bad but so if you drink more than one pod i'm assuming right i don't know is that how it works um, like one pod counts i think one, one, pod, one is pod is, like is one, one cup, cup. Yeah. so if they're like 16 dollars for 24 pack i'm not good at math but you know you divide it's like 80 <laughs> 75 cents okay so it is obviously terrible. but still yeah. imagine not having co- uh i don't know what would it- I don't know what I would do. Well, check check the prices on the Nespresso though, and it's funny because is it on here? It it's funny because um, 
you know, the whole part of global warming is happening and I'm, I guarantee you our trash collection is a reason for that. <clears throat> I'm sorry, the buildup and all that. So it's like you get these Keurigs, these Nespresso's and they have the little pods and it's, and I know, I know Nespresso, I don't know about Keurig, but it's, Nespresso does have this like recycle system that they implement when you buy their product. But, um, I mean, how much energy and resources does that take to... Well, it uses more resources because you got to package each individual right. pod with a plastic and... So, it's like the they're factory. making coffee, but yet they're also destroying the coffee. Well, I would you say know, they're destroying, they're but they're destroying, just using they, more resources which and takes away, more, Right, but which takes away putting from... Putting more waste into mm-hmm. the environment. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of like... Maybe if those Keurigs never came along, just kidding. Well, wow. the guy who did make the Keurig <laughs> oh. did say he regretted making the machine. <gasps> really? Because of how much waste it was used creating. Oh, well then. Mm. Mm. Don't go get a Keurig. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, well, the if I, I just looked up on the Nespresso website, obviously there's like a hundred bajillion different flavors. But I think if you buy... It's a, I think it's like twelve dollars for a sleeve of ten. Oh, that's twelve fifty yeah. for a sleeve. Or well, it depends. Like for example, the peppermint pinwheel is fourteen fifty for a sleeve of ten. Okay. I think so. the cheapest one here is nine. It looks like it's nine eighty, and it's the Bianco Piccolo. Mm-hmm. I think. I don't know any of these things. Clearly, I don't own this. I these mean, machines. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie and sit here and say, oh, I haven't looked at them because in Nespresso's, they look cool. I would like one. And then I think, you know, I could save money. Not that um, we get Starbucks all the time, but, you know, especially with with Robert and him kind of like educating me with all of like the the negative that it has. It's kind of like, well, I might as well just, you know, set an allowance on the side or a budget and just go treat yourself to that coffee so i don't know that's oh but yeah i'm like again well it's a couple years away 2100 2100 so we we may may not not be alive anymore who knows i don't know what's the math what's the math 2100 i don't know we'll be about 109 (laughs) oh okay i'm good so Probably. There could be new technology out there, you know. Yeah, 108, 109. So. The, the $5 million man. But I mean, who knows? Maybe by then, too, if if this is what it's looking like, there will be other alternative. I mean, like energy drinks, right? People choose mm-hmm. to drink energy drinks instead of coffee, um, which obviously those have their own pros and cons yeah. to everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, even coffee itself, but... Um, so maybe people, I mean, who knows? Maybe people won't even need anything to like stimulate them to get going for their day. Yeah. Well, it depends on what the weather's like too, I guess. If it's really hot, do people really want to go out and heat up coffee? Well, there's iced coffee, so. There is iced coffee. (laughs) Yeah. But... (laughs) Yes, there's iced coffee. Iced coffee. Okay. <laughs> there's blended. There's the fraps, Robert. And there you Come go. On. The fraps. There's, there's the cold. There's the milkshakes. <laughs> I mean, you could add coffee to that. But yeah, that one's uh, that one is a sad one. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Moving on to the next one. So we have potatoes and coffee so far. So this next one, I think, would be the biggest one and would affect a lot more people, especially in the Asian countries. So it's rice. Um, <laughs> 
So the the staple of Asian rice is very vulnerable, according to food and agriculture. Uh, increasing temperatures, rising sea levels, and changes in rain patterns because of global climate change will make water and land resources scarce, which will substantially impact rice cultivation. This especially will impact uh, Asia, where the viability of land to grow rice crops could decline by more than 50% within the next century. So rice is another one I think we probably eat, you know, every week, we, whether that be sushi or teriyaki bowls or... I get vegetables with my teriyaki bowl. Well... Most people will eat rice <laughs> Okay, well, every week. Most people, Laura, will eat. I mean, but yeah, I, no, I, think, I know. I mean, Asian. Okay, obviously. Well, I'd. not just that, but like at home, you know, growing up at home, my mom would have rice like every week. It's so, Mexican rice, yeah. yeah that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like cultural, I think the, the mm-hmm. cultures, right? Uh, Mexicans, Hispanic, Latinos. Majority of our food items are accompanied. Like rice is a side dish. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I don't. I've never been to Asia or you know any on that side yet. One day. Um, but a lot of the like TV shows that I watch, the Korean, shout out to Korean dramas. Um, <laughs> a lot of the Korean, Asian, Chinese dramas that I watch, every time they have food, there's always rice. Like mm-hmm. rice is a huge thing. Um, so yeah, I think that would affect, I think it's like rice and beans, right? Like those are like kind yeah. of the staples mm-hmm. yeah. um, that if you have nothing else, at least you have rice, rice and beans. And beans. So. In India, they have the curry. So mm-hmm. that's pretty much rice with every single meal. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah. That's right. So it's a, I oh. think that would be the biggest one out of, out of what we talked about so far. I mean, coffee's nice, but we don't need it. Uh, potatoes are also a big one, too. So I need coffee. I guess some people need coffee <laughs> all day. <laughs> We'll cut that <laughs> or leave it. Well, if you, like I've been doing, if you hit the mute button. Yeah, but yeah, I can still hear you. Anyway, go ahead. <clears throat> Pause. <clears throat> okay. Did you stop recording? No, no he's oh. still recording. Just he'll just it. cut it or he'll keep it. Mm-hmm. Oh. This is what happens. This is the bloopers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Laura trying to sneeze. I had to, but then you stopped and now my stomach's going to hurt. Oh my. So it's going to come out the other end. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. We should have let Those it out. come out the front end. We're going to have to evacuate the office. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm closest to the door, so I can escape from <laughs> Robert. I'm safe. We're coming out the window. <laughs> uh, oh my okay. Sorry. Uh, that's funny. All right. Moving on. So that's, so we have. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So we have, so we started, number five was potatoes, then we had coffee, coffee rice. Mm, rice, so what's the next one? This next one is pretty big, I think, too. Uh, bananas is another crop, so this is also going to be affected bananas by climate huge. change. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. The smoothie drinks mm-hmm. and... Everything. And I mean, daily. banana bread, <sighs> a lot. You can make pancakes with just bananas and eggs. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. So it says for this one, bananas could be eliminated by adverse climate conditions in 10 countries by 2050. Although yields of fruit have increased since 1961 due to higher temperatures and better production methods, global warming and frequent floods and droughts will threaten banana production. 
And bananas won't just be threatened in South America, but also at our doorstep in Asia, India, which is the world's largest producer and consumer, as well as the Philippines, are projected to suffer marked drops in banana yields in the coming decade. 2050, that's it's another like one that... literally around the corner. Mm-hmm. I mean, not literally, literally, but it's like 27... 26, 27 years. 27 years. Which, I mean, it sounds like it's a long time from now, but And if nothing changes, it could be quicker and could get worse. I do like bananas. That's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's sad. Pretty Mm nutrient-rich food for you. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's, and and again, cultural, Mm -hmm. like a lot of cultures, I think... Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think um, people from Guatemala, maybe, I think they're, is it Guatemala, is it Salvador? I think it's Guatemala. They're, um, they make tamales out of like the banana. Oh, like is, the husk? Banana, yeah, I think it's peel. like the peel or something. Anyway, but they cover them, mm-hmm. like instead of using like the corn, right, mm-hmm, the corn the ones, corn they'll use like a banana one. And I mean, again... People could be like, okay, we could live without that, but still, it's like, well, yeah. I don't know. I always have bananas. Like, I purchase bananas on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. so we always have at least a couple of bananas at home. So yeah. that's like just like a, it's like a go-to a item staple. on our grocery yeah. list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. What's number one? The number one topic here. I think it will hurt a lot of people. It is chocolate. So this is also oh, no. another one affected by climate change and it could be completely wiped out by 2050, not just in certain countries. So currently over 50% of the world's chocolate is sourced from only two countries, Cote d'Ivoire and Ghana. The plant is notoriously, notoriously sensitive to environmental changes, which explains why it can only be found in areas close to the equator. But growing the cacao bean is becoming increasingly difficult due to more extreme weather weather patterns that will raise temperatures and after rainfall, humidity, and sunshine. The threat of climate change to chocolate is so serious that even confectionery giant Mars, who are famous for their chocolate caramel bars, have partnered with scientists at the University of California to develop a technology to help cacao survive. Without urgent action, we might really be looking at a chocolateless future, as Mars Chief Sustainability Officer Barry Parkin told Business Insider that, frankly, we don't think we're getting there fast enough. Valentine's Day will um, be a lot different. No chocolate. I just like having chocolate every day. Chocolate's a staple in Laura's diet. Yeah, I'll get um, the the Nestle bags from Sam's Club. And then as a snack, I'll just get like a handful and here's my snack. Oh, well. Oh, no, but your favorite cookie is chocolate chips. What are you going to do? Be sad. I know. It's just going to be a plain, boring cookie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well... This is depressing. I know. (laughs) Why did we start this topic? (laughs) Start off 2023 with a bang. It's 2023. 2023, Robert. Let's start. Did Did I say 2022? I think you did. I don't know. We'll have to listen back. Yeah, I think it was 2020. I don't know, but starting strong. Yeah, I guess it's just, I mean, it's kind of like not not taking things for granted or Mm -hmm. trying to um, appreciate them more because we don't realize... How much longer they're going to be here. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So uh, going with this uh, topic, so, you know, temperature, climate, another thing that also came up from when I heard about this is the uh, luxury doomsday bunkers that are being built across um, America, Europe, um, using old missile silos and old bunkers, and they're converting them into luxurious apartments where the rich can go out and live in case... I guess if the floods happen again and everything's flooded and temperature's too hot for anyone to survive on surface, you know, they're going to try to live it out underground. Should we start building one of our own? I don't know. That's a lot. I don't even know what I'm going to do to next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every time I think uh, of bunkers, I, I think, know. I think of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, shout, shout out to Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. I, mean, I think it's a show on Netflix, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, that's well. Could we even afford to build one? I think if we work together, we could make one. <laughs> I won't have a jacuzzi and pool and a bowling alley. Won't <laughs> be livable. But we could live there. <laughs> that's crazy. Ah, uh, I don't know. But, but I don't, I don't know what their plan is because most of these bunkers are only a year, so I don't know what they're going to do after their yearly supply runs out of their food and oh, they only have a year. energy. Okay. So it's kind of not really buying them a lot of time. Yeah, kind of seems like we should solve the problems it, up here yeah. before because we have if to you're go just into the bunker, going to make it so you're comfortable for a certain amount of time. Well, what happens after that? You got a oh, hell breaks loose. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are the other options they're doing? Well, I know they're like looking. I know science and space, and right, they're looking at like other planets, mm-hmm. like Mars, mm-hmm. and I think that's all main one they've talked about. But even then, right? I know there's. I mean, it's it's crazy to think about. I mean, probably not even in our lifetime or our. Who's I don't know whose lifetime, but. Well, I know they're gonna have. They're trying to get like um. A Mars mission together, so they're trying to get. Well, they recently just said that they're trying to just do all women, just because of the reproduction issue. <clears throat> yeah, they don't want someone having a baby in Mars in another planet. There's no really way to take care of the baby out there, but they're going to try to do the colonization mission pretty soon. Wow, um, there's so. a show I saw. I think it is on Netflix too. Um, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. It's like a space show or something. I, um, I was at my in-laws and they were watching it and there was like, it was about astronauts going, I think to Mars and, um, like one of the astronauts, like the female was pregnant and her son, like she gave birth and the son stayed, um, like was living there at mm-hmm. Mars, whatever they had, because he, I guess, because of the way again, I was, I was like paying attention, but not really paying attention to the show, um, because of the way, like, he was like raised, or I don't know, right? Like he, um, what's it called? He's like, um, he couldn't necessarily live on Earth, so he had to stay in Mars. So, because like oxygen and all. Anyway, mm-hmm. I just thought that was interesting because, as you mentioned that, right? I'm like, well, what did that look like? I don't know. If I find it, I'll, I'll mention it. I'll look for it. But it would be a scary journey. Once you're out there, you're kind of, you're out there. That's it. 
Yeah. Again, I think it goes back to us appreciating or trying to appreciate what we have here. Yeah. So I just found the uh, application fee. So the application prices start at $35,000 per person, but they're giving discounts if you have key survival skills. Key survival skills? So probably someone... So like in the military? Yeah, military, and they can survive on the land. Well, we're screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Or I mean, I don't have any... (laughs) I don't have any survival skills. (laughs) I don't think I have many either. I don't. I can provide provide support. (laughs) Mental health support. I can provide IT support. There's a show called Down to Earth. That one's on Netflix too. And um, Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that show. Um, they just came out with the second season, but I watched the first one kind of a while ago, so I don't really remember. But it was just showing how other countries are doing a lot to try and make this change. And I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say that America isn't doing that much. And it just be it just could be that it looks like those other countries are doing that much because the show highlighted it. But from what they showed, it looks like other countries are doing a lot to try and help. But America, on the other hand, is a little bit is falling behind. For example, like solar panels, I feel like that should be a necessity now. Especially we live in Arizona, especially in Arizona. I mean, I feel like it's a no-brainer. Yes, it will take away revenue from the electricity companies and all that good all that but i don't know it kind of sucks but wouldn't it so we just got solar panels installed um and if i remember correctly the the person who sold them to us or the you Mm -hmm. know um yeah i guess it does take away maybe revenue but i think it also like gives back to Right? Doesn't uh, again, well, I, I clearly I should know this because I, mean, I have it at my house. But <laughs> well, obviously, I and don't. it probably you're right. It probably does give back, but I think what it's giving back is n- is not comparison to into what to, they were making in the old yeah. way. Well, and I think, and I mean, I mean, I don't know. I haven't really looked at it, but like, would that take away from those people from their jobs? And then it's like, well, those people are out of work. Then how are they gonna afford? Like, I. I mean, they still have to keep the main power plant operational because I think it would decrease their bottom line because they wouldn't be selling as much electricity since Mm, you're producing your own. And then they buy back your electricity that they're using Mm -hmm. to lessen the load on their own system. And they can use your electricity to power other uh, okay. customers on the power grid so it's, it's okay so then it wouldn't take them out altogether and i thought that's why there was so much um what's the word um why they were blocking it so much why they like there wasn't so much support for it and i thought it was because it would ultimately like take them out really badly but in your what you're saying is that it, it's not yeah it'll probably hurt a little bit but they're not going to be completely on you know underground no not um the bigger one was like the coal industry you know they were trying to know it's a big thing in the last election you know they're going to take away all those jobs and i mean yeah they could but we're also running out of that right material so so they're gonna lose we need to find an alternative (laughs) yeah and make it sustainable by the time that we run out of that that resource that's not going to be there anymore Mm -hmm. 
Maybe we should look into that electric car, Robert. Maybe. <laughs> Robert's like, no comment. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> well, I guess the takeaway of today's podcast episode is... Contact go- Maria if you want solar panels. <laughs> you want solar panels. I have solar panels on my house. I'll, I'll give you guys mm-hmm. the, the update. Well, I mean, it is supposed to mm-hmm. um, save us... Well, obviously, you know, it's, it's helping the environment. And then it's um, supposed to save you some pocket money, too, because... Based off of how much you use, you know, they calculate all that, how much you use. And um, according to the guy, we're not, we shouldn't be having it or we shouldn't have an electricity bill. Maybe like the first couple of months, I'm assuming still, but after some time, you know, we shouldn't have an electricity bill because the months, I guess the way he broke it down and this, that is helpful too, right? To know like the, obviously the months here in Arizona where we had the AC on all the time and, you know, the summer months, like it is going to. Um, we're going to be using a lot. Um, but then there's like, I think it was like between like March and April or March and May where you're not using as much electricity because it's, you don't necessarily require the AC. That's when you like kind of collect this amount and then you use that for the other months. So yeah, so it's interesting, but yeah, I guess the takeaway is just be more, we all need to maybe be more mindful of what we have around us, our surroundings and you know, try to take care of them as much as possible, which again, I know, I feel like at least personally, sometimes for me, I'm like, how do I even get started? Right. Cause it's like, oh well, yes, I'll recycle. I'll, um, do, or try to do things like that. Right. Recycle, do a lot of the reusable bags when we go grocery shopping. Um, but then I'm like, but obviously like if I still go out and eat, like I still have that or yeah. things, you know, like stuff that I do, um, buy. Um, but I guess, I don't know. I think maybe just being, I guess, mindful or, or aware of the decisions, you know, yeah. if you can recycle, maybe recycle instead of doing that, or maybe don't go put things or don't waste as yeah. much. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, <clears throat> I think we just be more appreciative, be more mindful of mm-hmm. what we do. But, you know, as I mentioned in the beginning, we really need the change from the corporations and the bigger companies that have the huge impact on our environment. So, at the end of the day, it's not something we have too much control over in our positions. So, mm-hmm. so if any corporations are listening, no, I'm kidding. Talking to you. <laughs> We're talking to you. Exxon Make Mobile. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. That was a direct target. <laughs> Save the fish. <laughs> Uh, I like fish. I know. Sushi. <laughs> Not in that way. Oh, that's funny. Well, yeah. I don't know any other comments. No. I don't know. It's scary. Yeah. And with that, guys, we'll go ahead and call it for our episode. Again, thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed. And look forward for our next episode coming out. We'll take care, guys, and we'll see you later. Talk to you later. Ciao.